running around like a chicken with her head cut off. That was a nice prelude into the sermon. Anybody else pick that up? It, it does speak to you. So I forgot about this until I was reading over the notes. I had a dream about this message a few weeks ago. And in it, because I've had Brian told me that he was going to be gone for a, few, a month or so ago. So I've been praying and meditating on what I was supposed to speak on and studying and everything. And God spoke to me. And so I've been working on the notes. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a dream. And in my dream, I'm telling Brian about, I'm preaching, don't be a headless chicken. And if anybody knows me, you know, I'm kind of animated. So in my dream, I'm like, don't be a headless chicken. And I'm running around and running around. And Brian's going, oh, God, please don't do that. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> somewhere Brian's watching going, I love you. God is good. He has given us so much that we need to not be a headless chicken. But am I the only one that's operated as a headless chicken? Like, am I the only one that's gone through life and I'm like frantic? I can't get it all done. There's just too much. I don't know what I'm going to do. And all the time God's going, shh. You know, and then I sit, and I'm like, oh, God, help me. And he's like, if you would shut up long enough. <laughs> See, God and I are real. We talk real. He doesn't do the ifs and the thous to me because he understands I speak Southern. I, I do good to do American. So there's, there's no King James with he and I. <laughs> but, if you, but here's who God is. In 1 Corinthians 11.3, he tells us, there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of a woman is a man. And the head of Christ is God. And when I was studying the word in this scripture out, the word head, it didn't mean supremacy. What it meant was source. God is our source. Christ is our source. But then over in Colossians 2.10, it says, And in him you have been made complete. And he is the head over all rule and authority. So in this one, we see that he is supreme. He is superior. And when we have him, we are complete. What's the Jerry Maguire? You complete me. Is that right, Laura? Is complete like this? I did it. So God completes me. Sorry. But when we have him, not only is he supreme, but he's our source. So the reason when, not y'all, but me, when I was running around going, oh God, why? Why can't I get this done? Why don't I have this that I need? And he's going, shush. He's trying to be supreme in my life. He's trying to say, look, I've got your answers. I have everything you need. You've just got to let me be the head. You've got to let me be your source. You've got to let me be supreme. Because, see, 
I've been, how old am I? Okay, I'm 39. So I was saved December 29th, 1996. So I've been saved for a while. Gosh, I'm really older than what I thought I was. So I've been saved for over 20 years now. Well, for 20 years, I've been a believer. I've been a prayer. I've even tried to live self-sacrificially. So why was I still running around like a chicken with my head cut off? Because I hadn't made him my head. I hadn't submitted to Christ. See, we can, we can pray all day long. The problem is the church doesn't really know how to pray. Praying is not going, oh, God, give me this. He's saying, you've got it all. It's not saying, why, God, why? It's submitting to him. I can do without all kinds of stuff. But if I don't do with him, then I'm just doing without even more. I've got to submit to Christ as my head. Otherwise, the believing, the praying, the self-sacrificially won't do anything. I'm still not complete like Colossians tells me I'm supposed to be. I'm just a headless chicken. And there's enough country folk in here with me. What happens after we wring the head off of a chicken? What comes next? We get plucked. We get thrown into the pot. We get it. Don't get eat up. Don't be a headless chicken. Don't get plucked. Don't get cooked. It's time we just stop and submit to the headship of Christ. But what does that look like? What does that mean? It's submitting to his will. It's saying, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. It's obtaining his mind. We do that by getting in the word. We do that by joining Impact University at the leading of God. And it's testifying of the wonderful Savior that we have. That's putting on the head of Christ. That's making him your head. Because our will will get us nowhere. I read a story recently about a young man who was raised in a church. Every time the doors were open, he was there Sunday, Wednesday. But he just kind of came and sat. He didn't do anything. He just sat. He checked his box. Well, yeah, I'm a good Christian. I go to church all the time. He may even pay his tithe. I don't know. They didn't tell me that. But then he gets, he graduates high school and he goes to college and he falls flat on his face. Has anybody ever entered the world and fallen flat on your face? I have. So he falls flat on his face and I'm sure somewhere in there it was a, Lord, I've gone to church my whole life. Why is this happening to me? I check my box every week, sometimes twice a week. So he comes home, and he finds another church to go to. But the difference is, in this church, he walks in, and he sees people that are encountering a Jesus he's never met. He sees people that are full of life, that are full of love, that are full of joy. 
he walks in and there's someone greeting him that's like happy to be at church. He gets a few steps in and someone offers him a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, showing him to the restroom, showing him where to go, excited to serve, asking how they can help. He gets a few more steps in and people are running. Ah, how are you doing? I'm Nicole. So nice to meet you. Where are you from? Can I pray with you? They're just full of life. Because they're actually connected to the head. Because they're walking in the fullness of what the body's called to walk in. And suddenly this young man sees all this time, I was checking a box, but I never actually connected to the head. You see, it's like a, what I got in my head was it's like an organ transplant. What's an organ that can transplant? A liver. Liver can sit on this table right beside me. Can that not be transplanted? Oh, well, but you know what I'm saying. It's, some, it's not on the table. But it's somewhere. It's beside me. It's out of my body. We've got a nurse back here, so she's giving me all the logistics. we got a liver, and whatever a liver needs to be in that's not in my body, it's in some ice pack, you know, a Smurf lunchbox surrounded by drives. But it's not in my body. So what's it going to do for me? Not a cotton-picking thing. It's not going to do anything for me because it's sitting here, not connected to the body. And if my body isn't connected to the head, what is my body doing? It's dying. It's a headless chicken flopping around. This young man was a liver sitting in a lunchbox. Every time the doors were open, he wasn't doing anything for the body. But the sad part was the body wasn't doing anything for him either because it wasn't connected to the head. He couldn't find out from his church what he needed because the church wasn't living what they needed. How are we going to lead people to the head when you know we may be connected by a strand and that's it? We have no life-giving blood flowing through us. But this man suddenly encountered a body that was connected to the head of Christ, and suddenly he began to live. He breathed the life of God, and things started working. Life flowed in his body. He had joy again. Is anybody in here needing joy? Hope. Peace. Provision. This is what you're to get. And this is what the body is to give. When we go to all those events, the men's group, the women's group, how about when we go home to a spouse that doesn't know God, to a spouse that all they do is nag or complain or whine or moan? Can we be connected to the head then? Because if not, what we're going to do is we're going to come in here and, oh, holy are we, oh, let's pray, let's worship. And then we're going to go home or we're going to go to Walmart and we're going to encounter the beasts of the world and suddenly we're going to look like them and we're going to, <sighs> instead of 
take it to God in prayer. I told you I'm animated. I'm sorry. But what do we want to look like? Do we want to look like the beast or do we want to look like the head? Because we can't reflect him. We can't reflect who he is if we aren't connected to him. Too many people have walked in a church and sat right there and died as we sat beside them. And it's our fault. Because all the time, there may or may not be a pastor up here connected. There's plenty of churches where the pastor is not connected. But I'm telling you what, in Boomerang there is. So we cannot be up here. We can have a man of God connected to the head. He can preach the word of God all day long. But if we sit there and refuse to connect ourselves to the head, it is our fault as our neighbors sit there and die right beside of us. We have a call to be connected to that head. We can say whatever we want, but what are we doing? Christ said, I only see and I only do what I hear the Father do, what I see the Father do. He was connected. If anybody had a right to go out there and boast, to do what he wanted to do, look, I'm dying for all you people. I'll do what I want to do. It would have been him. But he said, not I. He said, I'm going to do what I've seen my father do. I'm going to say what I hear my father say because I'm connected to the head. Because while I am the savior of the world, if I'm not connected to my head, I have nothing to give. Because he is my source. Because he is my all in all. And if I don't have his all, what do I have to give? What do we as the body have to give? If we're a headless chicken. If we're running around being plucked by the world. Because the world is waiting to pluck us. The world is sitting there, give me that time. Give me that money. Give me that joy. And then it's going to throw us into the fire. Here's why. Because while we have a defeated foe, if you don't know he's defeated, he will trample you. This is the danger of being a headless chicken. Because it's your life on the line and the lives of those connected to you. The lives of those who were watching you. There are so many people watching you, you have no clue. You go to work, there are people watching you. You go to the grocery store, you've got your little I love Jesus sticker. Jesus is my co-pilot. If he's your co-pilot, get out of the seat. We're walking around with our cross necklace. And there's somebody just waiting to say, let's watch this fool. What are we doing? What are we saying? Are we saying what we hear the head say? You see, Christ expresses his character and his nature through his body. The purpose of a physical body is to express the life that's flowing through it. You don't see any heads just, you know, bobbling around. There's a body connected to it. If you do see a head, you need to call somebody. But there should be a body connected to it. Why? Because while the brain sends the signals, 
who does the doing? It's the body that does the doing. The head tells us what to do, but it is the body that goes out and expresses the love and the life of God. We are his hands and feet. And that's not just some cliche saying. His word tells us time and time again, I am the head. You are the body. If we don't, what happens, nurses, if the brain is dead? The body dies. What happens with a guillotine when the head is disconnected? You've got to have a head to send the body the signals of what you are to do. We're, it's time for the church to stop being the walking dead. It's time for us to stop being headless chickens. And it's a funny saying, it's cute and everything, but it's been far too long that the body of Christ has been walking around like a headless chicken. It's time for us to express his nature and his character. You're created in his image. You are to express him. The reason so many of us sit in a chair and wonder, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I called to do, Lord? Is because we think that it's all about us. And it is so not. It is all about the head. Because as we're connected to the head, we become full of life. We are sent where we are called to sent because the head moves our feet, because the head moves our arms, because the head makes our heart to beat. It sends those signals of life and love and hope and joy. We gather together as the body so that we can manifest him in full. It's like that young man that went to the church. He saw a whole bunch of people dead. But when he went to the church that was expressing the fullness of God, that's when he took on the life of Christ. That's when he realized he needed to connect not only to the body, but also to the head. When that happens, the body is edified. He was edified when he came to that church. When we edify the head, when we connect to the head, the body is edified. Anybody in here body? I'm a body. I'm connected to the head of Christ. Therefore, I am a part of his body. So as I edify him, as you edify him you edify me as I edify him I edify you it takes us all expressing his nature expressing his love but the church hasn't done that we haven't let our head lead we've let we there's plenty of churches out here that are deacon led there are plenty of churches out here that are emotion led 
And when we can get out here and shout, Hallelujah, glory! But if we're not head-led, it's futile words. There's plenty of churches out here that are CNN-led. I don't watch the news. Why? Because it's crap. Because it's not my news. This is my news. You want to know what's going to happen? It's either going to be sunny or it's going to be rainy. You know what else is going to happen? There's an enemy out there that wants you to think he's not defeated. So the world is trying to go to hell in a handbasket. It's in here. But God's given weapons. He's given gifts. He's given power and authority. I don't need President Trump to tell me what I need to know. I don't need CNN to tell me what I need to know. This is why I don't turn on the TV. I pick up the word of God and I ask, Lord, what's going on? Okay, he's defeated. He can't hurt me. Oh, I submit to you and he must flee. Done. Praise God for people that are in the know. He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Never once does it say to turn on Fox News or CNN. Never once does it say to pick up the newspaper and ask what the Wall Street's doing so you know what to invest in or where you put your money. But when we connect to the head, we know exactly what to do. He tells us exactly what to do with our finances. He tells us exactly what to do when we feel broke down, busted, and disgusted. He tells us exactly what to do when we encounter someone who is weeping and mourning. He tells us exactly what to do when we see a widow or an orphan. He tells us exactly what to do when we have life overflowing. He sends us out into the world to be his body to those people to weep with those who weep, to mourn with those who mourn, to give them a life and a hope. This is what we're called to do. But if we, as the body, are not connected to the head, how would the world ever feel his love or his hope or his peace? Why is the world in such junky shape? It's not Russia's fault. It's not Obama's fault. It's not Trump's fault. It's our fault as the body of Christ because we haven't been who we're called to be because we've walked through these doors and we've checked our box. Done. I've done church. I'm a good girl. We haven't stood in our authority and said, go to hell where you belong. The life of God reigns here. We haven't gone into our schools and said, in the name of Jesus, this place will be a breeding ground for the love of God, for the light of God. Anything that is not of God is not allowed in these schools. We haven't gone into our homes and laid hands on our spouses and our kids and say, you will be a mouthpiece for the word of God because it's what you're called to be. We haven't commanded our children to walk into the ways of God. 
and we sure haven't shown them how to do it. So why turn on the news? We're not living how we're called to live, so the world is falling right in the hands of a defeated foe. This is why we have to be connected to the head and to the body because we can't do it all as one. I can't do it by myself. Pastor Brian can't do it by himself. Amari can't do it by herself. Jennifer can't do it by herself. But as we come together as the body, I need my hand. I need my knees. I need my kidneys, my appendix, my ear. I need it all. I need you. Because as I am connected to you, and together we are connected to the body and the head, all things work together for good. Ephesians 4.16 tells us, From whom the whole body, the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. Look, y'all, I don't know what the appendix does. I don't know what the colon does. I didn't go to medical school. I don't know. But I do know that God didn't make junk, and if he put it in my body, I need it. I may not know what Sharon's giftings are or what George's giftings are, but Ephesians 4 tells me that my body is fitted together and held together by what they supply. It tells me according to the proper working of every individual part. That's what causes the growth of the body. For the building up of itself in love. You want love in the world? Get connected to your body and connect to the head. But the only way that Christ can be properly expressed as if we're all together, if every member is supplying. It's like a puzzle. You open up a puzzle and there's pieces everywhere. But when you put all of the pieces together, what do you have? The complete picture. Well, Philippians 4, 11 and 12 tells us that the fivefold is for the equipping of the saints. It's designed to build the body up, to equip us to fully express all of who God is. Well, what happens if we say, here's our puzzle, mm, apostle, I don't really know what they do, I don't need that one. Prophet, these people are weird. Evangelist, yeah, they just want to travel and take my money. Teacher, mm. It depends on what he's teaching. <laughs> Pastor, mm, now there's just somebody that wants your money and tells you what to do. Yeah, I don't need any of those pieces. What happens to your, your picture? It's incomplete. You don't have what you need. It's in submitting to those things, to the fivefold ministry, to the body of Christ that we are submitting to the head. When we come, and like Deb said, we've got Impact University coming. It sounds like a great opportunity 
seek the Lord first. But then go to your pastors for wise counsel. Why? Because your head told you right here that that's what you should do. Because your head says, I've given you a shepherd who will take his staff and pull you away from the cliff lovingly when you get too close. He will take his rod and push away the enemy as he gets too close to his sheep. You see, we whisper to the wrong, or listen to the wrong whispers, saying, he just wants to control you. That prophet's weird. We don't understand him. We don't need him. And meanwhile, God has sent that prophet into your town, into your home, to tell you what's to come. And then all the while, we see things, tragedies happen, and it's like, why didn't God tell me? Well, you took that piece and you threw it away. But as we have every piece and we submit to the head by taking all the pieces, we see the full picture. We get the full counsel. We receive all of God's love in every form. If every joint isn't supplying according to the word of God, the whole body is stunted. So while you sit here, and I'm preaching to me because I did this for years, while I sat in the front row being a good Christian girl, checking my box, even being a front row Christian, for all to see, and then I went home and did nothing, I was stunting the body of Christ because I wasn't supplying. While you may not know what my gift is or what your gift is, I can guarantee you if there is breath in your body, it's been put here because God has put it here. And if you're here, then you have something to supply. The body needs you. And as you are connected to the head, you get those signals that tell you, here's your purpose. Here's your gifting. Here's what you're here for. Here's what you're called to do. You want to be fulfilled in life? Do what God's called to do. If the hand tries to be an elbow, it is not going to work. I don't care how great the elbow is. I need my hand. I need you. I need Ricky doing what God has called Ricky to do. I need every person in here doing what God has called you to do. Because you supply me. You supply pastor. You supply Deb. You supply the balls. Each of you have a purpose. And as you connect to the head, you find that purpose. As the head, Jesus continues his earthly ministry. And I'm not going to get through with all this, so we're going to go to this part. But anybody in here read Acts? It's a good book. If you haven't read it, I suggest you read it. It's about Christ's continuing presence. So while we may not physically see Jesus here, his work is continued through the body. Jesus ascended into heaven, and he chose to express himself through a body of believers to his life, to continue his life and ministry. 
by Luke 4, 18 and 19, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me. Put your name in there. He has anointed Kristen. He has anointed Cynthia. He has anointed Gage to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent, put your name here, me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You see, Christ, our head ascended, but we're here. We're the body, and we are anointed. The reason we don't need to turn on CNN is because we've already got our marching orders. God has already told us everything we need to know. He said, Howard, I want you to go and proclaim good news to the poor. Nancy, I want you to go proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight. When there's a blind person, be it physically or spiritually, preach recovery of sight to that person. It's you that are called to do it. It's we that are called to set the oppressed free. To proclaim God's favor. Prayer is important and praise is important. But what's the point if we don't do what he sends through us? Through prayer and praise. I prayed for years and was never connected to the head. So I never did anything. But as we come in prayer, we start our ministry in prayer. That's why it's called Frontlines Prayer. Because we start every Sunday, every week. The first thing you will find Boomerang Church doing is praying. Why? Because we're stopping. Make sure that we're connected to the head before we get up here to preach his word. Before we go and lay hands on people. Before we go and love on people. Because if we're not first connected to him and we're not hearing what he is trying to send his body to do, we will be wrong. We will have a mental disorder because we're not hearing from the head. We are here to continue the work of Christ. It's what you're called to do. I'm going to finish this up next week. But let me ask you a question. Who's your head? When you wake up in the morning and your alarm goes off, what's the first thing you do? I don't want to get up, I know. But even before your eyes are open, where's your head? Are you thinking, let me grab my phone? I know exactly where it is. I don't even have to open my eyes for this. Let me grab my phone. Let me check Facebook or Wall Street or my office email. I thought of this thing I need to know. Let me go to Google and ask what the answer is. Or is our head first? God, thank you for this day. Before I even open my eyes, Lord, have your way. My body is your body. I will do whatever you've called me to do today, Lord. 
My feet will not move until my head tells them to move. I will not go anywhere that my head has not told me to go. Is that where your head is? Because if it is, you're going to have a pretty awesome day. There's no room on our shoulders for two heads. We can't have God sitting here and self sitting here. And here's the thing. We're not a head anyways. So we won't operate as a head. We've got to be connected to God for life to work. We've got to be connected to God to not be a headless chicken, to not get plucked by the world and thrown into the frying pan. We can choose to try to stay our own head or to keep the world our own head, and we'll continue to walk in bondages, to walk in light, and to walk in sickness. But we can decide this day, June 25th, at whatever time it is, 12.03, it's not working for me. I'm tired of running around like a headless chicken. I'm tired of squawking as the life flows out of my body. Because it's not long after that chicken loses its head that it's dead. And then we wonder, why did this happen to me? It's time for us to say, I want to be connected to you, Lord. I want to live that victorious life. I want to be joyful. I want to help others. There's a bigger purpose in my life. It's not to go home and turn on Oprah Winfrey and watch her give away stuff. It's not to turn on Home and Garden and watch them make beautiful stuff. I have a purpose. My purpose is to live a life that sets people free, that brings life and hope to others. We are fulfilled, full of joy, full of life, when we are connected to the head and walking in what we are called to be. If we are just in it here for ourselves, what's the point of life? Because we're not living. We're going through the motions. So I ask you today, who's your head? Do you want to make a difference? Do you want to edify the king, yourself, others? Because it's a simple choice that you make today. Bow your head and close your eyes. If there is anybody in here that has said, I'm tired of being a headless chicken. I have done this far too long by myself, running around, running the race, and exhausted with nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Lord, I'm tired, and I can't do this anymore. I need you. I want to make you my head. Raise your hands if today you were choosing to make God your head. Thank you, I see that. Amen. 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 Just pray with me. Lord, I thank you that you are my head. 
and I am a part of the body. Lord, I thank you that as I am connected to you and your body, I am complete. I give you myself today. I make you my head. And I will submit to your will. I will obey your Holy Spirit. And I will testify of your son. Guide me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. There will be plenty of distractions in life. The world will try to whisper. It will try to pluck. It will try to throw you in the frying pan because the world loves some fried chicken. But you are not called to be a headless chicken. You are something so beautiful. You are a part of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are his body. You were called for a beautiful work. You are special. And without you, everyone else suffers. You know, the world tells us to exalt ourselves, that if we don't lift ourselves up, if we don't promote ourselves, no one else will. But God says, connect to me. I will exalt you higher than you could ever exalt. He tells you right here, my body is edified because of you individually. You want to live a life where you're important, where you're making a difference, where you matter, connect to the head and stay connected. Stay in his word. His word is his voice. Stay connected to the body. When you're going through the week and you don't know what to do, pick up the phone and call the church. Call your pastor. Call another member of the body. And together, as that member of the body, when someone calls you, Take them to the word that is their voice. This is how we live a life of beauty, being connected to the head and not being a headless chicken. So enjoy your week and don't run around like a headless chicken.